Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Hello and welcome to the Market Your Message show. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan, and author of the book, Your Message Matters, and founder of marketyourmessage.com. And if you're currently following along, we are in a series that I'm calling the Your Message Matters book club series. So it's like taking the book, Your Message Matters, and following along on a several episode journey. I don't even know how many episodes this is going to be. Originally, I was thinking one episode per chapter, and there's about 20 chapters. But this chapter, we're going to need to divide it into two. There's just so much to unpack. So we'll see as we go along. And what I want to encourage you to do is to get a copy of the book. Now, you can get a copy by getting the Kindle version. You can, of course, get the audiobook. But if you don't have a copy of the book yet, we are giving away free copies. All we ask is that you pay $4.95 for shipping and handling, and we'll send a book out to you. So if you want a copy of the book, go to yourmessagemattersbook.com. That way, you've got your textbook, and welcome to my classroom, as I've told you in previous episodes. I used to be a high school teacher. And so I'm enjoying doing this because I feel like we've got our textbook and we are learning. And boy, there's so much to learn, right? As I said in a couple episodes before, the first half of this book is a self-development journey. So you are going to learn more about you than you know about you. We're going to unpack your unique gifts. We're going to unpack your skills. We're going to unpack your message your audience, all of that. Then the last half of the book is all application. How do we build the audience? How do we build the income streams? How do we build a message-based business? So in this episode, we're going to start diving into why your message matters. Now I'm going to divide this into two episodes. So we're going to be talking about in this episode, four important reasons your message matters. And then I'm going to give you a story that I love about Walt Disney and three ways to keep the dream alive because we need to keep the dream alive. There's so many reasons to quit and I don't want you to quit because your message matters. See how all that works. All right, so let's get started. And I'm going to start on page 31 in the book. And I'm going to read you a story that was really impactful for me when I read this several years ago. So here we go. Surviving as an immigrant to the United States in the mid-1800s was no easy feat. Surviving as a deaf-mute child made the challenge even greater. But that was the reality faced by Andrew Clemens. Due to contracting encephalitis as a young child, Andrew had lost the ability to hear and speak. One day, Andrew was playing among the cliffs and shallow caves in Iowa. He became fascinated by the different colors of sand. Each layer of the cliff had a unique color, 
Andrew began to experiment with the sand. He separated the grains of sand by color. Then Andrew began to layer the different colors of sand inside of old chemist bottles he found. By the way, these bottles are comparable to wine bottles we have today, just so you can picture them. Over time, his artwork became more and more sophisticated. Using no glue, he created beautiful images with sand of subjects like George Washington, the American flag, steamboats. In fact, you want to be in awe? This is what I encourage you to do. If you're near a computer or do it later if you're not, search online for Andrew Clemens' artwork. You won't believe it, especially when I just told you he's using no glue. He's just packing in colors of sand. It's fascinating. But people far and wide began to pay Andrew for his bottles. Andrew Clemens had invented a new art form, sand art. Now, what does this have to do with your message matters? Here's the thing. The world needs you to chase your talents. That's because the world will be a better place with them, just as it's a better place with the artwork of Andrew Clements in it. We need you to pursue your gifts, and your gift is needed in the world. So what we're going to do for the first part of this episode is we're going to take a closer look at the life of Andrew Clemens, and I want to teach you four truths that you can apply to your life and how those truths can point us to this important revelation. Your message matters. Ready? Here's why your message matters. Number one, you have a gift. I believe everyone's born with a gift. You were born with the seed of greatness. God doesn't make mistakes. But it's up to you, my friend, to grow it, to nurture it, and to use it to make a difference in the world. There's a quote from Leah Biscaglia I absolutely love. And here's the quote. Your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. See, I believe, without making it overly spiritual, if you're not a spiritual person, but I'm a Christian, but I believe this is true if you are a believer or not a believer, you are born with God-given gifts. You are born with God-likeness in you, in the image of God. And because of that, you have unique gifts and abilities to share with others. And did we not see that in Andrew Clemens' life? Think about his life. 1800s, healthcare wasn't all that great, right? There wasn't a lot of programs to help special need children. And Andrew had lost his ability to hear and speak. All he had was his sight. But yet he used that what he had to make a difference in his life and in the lives of others. Pretty phenomenal story. You have a gift, my friend. That's where it starts. Number two, your gift is needed in the world. There is a mission in this life that only you can embark on. And I believe you were born at the right time in history. You were raised in the right geographical part of the earth. You live in the right generation in human history, and your gift is needed in the world. But here's the thing, and this is very important. Your goal is not to become famous. The goal here is to steward your gift, to make a difference in the world, to do what you were born to do. I believe it's a longing that's found in every human heart. It might be buried, but trust me, it's down there. 
You have value and your value is sought after in the world. This is fundamental and it's really important. I know you might be asking yourself, why would anyone follow me when I don't even have my own life together? But here's the thing, not having your life together is exactly what makes you attractive, friend. At team, I would say this, at times my life still feels like a complete mess too. I've changed careers more times than the average person. I went from teaching high school to call center job to doing real estate to being an executive recruiter for seven years to starting a blog to teaching blogging to teaching marketing. Like I've been all over the map and I've never even done work, which was related to my original college degree. I've started businesses that never got off the ground. If you judge my life based on a resume I put together, you'd come to conclusion I'm a complete mess. Like I'm unemployable. On the surface though, I might look like a wandering child who doesn't know what he wants in life. Yet somehow I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so are you. It's in times like these, there's only one thing to do. Turn your mess into a message, my friend. And that's exactly what Andrew Clemens did. Number three, what's another lesson we can learn? Why does our message matters based on this story? Living a full life is better than living a long life. Andrew Clemens only lived to be 37 years of age. Like I said, he lived in a difficult time where healthcare wasn't as advanced in the 1800s as it is today. But his life is still being talked about today. Now, there's an argument to be made that living a full life is better than living a long life. I know for me, I'd rather have a short, full life spent living my message, pursuing my passions, than a long life only wondering what might have been. The goal of life, my friend, is not to avoid pain. It's not to live in comfort, and it's definitely not to arrive safely at death. Rather, the goal of life is to live our purpose, to share our passion, and make a difference in people. Your best times, my friend, are not behind you. They're ahead of you. And I hope that this podcast series helps you to live this one and only life to the fullest. Living a full life is better than living a long life. Number four, the fourth reason your message matters is people are waiting for your dream to become a reality. Now, this is powerful if you really grab this concept, and I hope you really grab a hold of this. We'll dive even more into this in the next episode. Before Andrew Clemens made it, the world didn't even know it needed sand art, but he both invented it and made a career out of it. By the way, side note, I forget who said the quote, but I love this quote because it's true in the time that we live in. They said that our children will, jobs that our children will do haven't even been invented yet. That's the essence of it. Think about that. Like what I'm doing today, I could not have gone to college for. I graduated college in 1999. Internet was just getting going. I remember the first time I saw internet in 1995, my first year at college, I had a roommate across the room who had the old AOL dial up. And I was like, this is the internet. It's really slow, but it's cool. That's where I started. So 
The point I'm making is I couldn't have gone to school or college for what I'm doing today. It wasn't even around yet. And that's somewhere here to what we're talking about with sand art. He invented a career from nothing. And that might be true for some of us. Might be true for your children or your grandchildren. But as Andrew's artwork became more well-known, custom orders increased. People saw the value in his gift and were willing to spend money to get one of his finished bottles. His sand art bottles are still sold in auctions today. I looked this up when I was doing the book and I thought this was fascinating. In 2018, one of Andrew's bottles sold for $132,000 at an auction in Cincinnati, Ohio. Andrew had every right to give into his challenges. He could have believed his limitations that others were placing on him, but instead he decided to give himself over to courage instead of fear. He decided to explore his curiosity and his gifts instead of bearing it. He didn't know it then, but people had been waiting for his dream to become a reality. And the same is true for you, my friend. People are waiting for what you have to give. Now, I really want to drive home this point that people are waiting. And I want to do it in the form of a story about Walt Disney. Years ago, I took my kids. We had actually had, I live in Florida, and we had a annual pass for Disney World. And at end of the end of one of the rides, they as they often do, when you go to these theme parks, you end up in the gift store where there's gadgets and things that they want you to purchase, right? And I saw a book about the life of Walt Disney. It was an 800-page book. And I took it home and I read the entire thing. Now, I'll be honest with you. There were moments where I'm like, should I continue reading this book? It's very dry and boring. It was more detail than you could ever want about the life of Walt Disney. But in the same respect, there were fascinating stories that I'd never heard about the life of Walt Disney. And this was one of them. And I think this was a pivotal moment in Walt Disney's life where he had to decide, am I keeping this dream alive or am I just going to give up? So let's talk about the day Walt Disney's dream almost died on page 35. Here we go. Believe it or not, Walt Disney once had a movie executive laugh out loud at his dream. Early in his career, Disney came across an opportunity of a lifetime. He had negotiated an appointment with one of the largest movie executives at the time, Louis B. Mayer. Walt planned to show Mayer his seven-minute Mickey Mouse cartoon in the hope that he could secure a contract. His dream was to bring his cartoon animations to movie theaters across the United States. Oftentimes, by the way, these seven-minute movie cartoons would be played before or even after the featured movie. And it was a way to, back then, get your message out, right? That's what Walt was trying to do. And Walt was optimistic about this particular meeting. He knew that he had invented something revolutionary that everyone would want. By the way, cartoons weren't really even a thing. So this was really on the cutting edge. People were going to watch the actual movies of real people and cartoons wasn't really a thing. So what happened next surprised him. When Mayer sat down to watch the seven-minute cartoon, 
Here was Mayer's reaction. He didn't laugh at the cartoon. Instead, he laughed at Disney's dream. Not only did he push the button to turn off the projector during the cartoon, but he went on to tell Walt all the reasons why his idea would never work. In so many words, the movie executive said, kids are afraid of mice. Mom don't love them all that much either. No one, he said, is going to pay to watch a silly mouse. Isn't that funny listening to it now? He's talking about Mickey Mouse. And he had this opinion. And by the way, sometimes people we look up to, people we see as successful, have an opinion. It doesn't mean that their opinion's right. And that's what Disney, that was, that was when his dream was hanging in the balance. He had to make a decision. And am I going to believe this guy that I respect who's successful in this industry that I want to crack into? Or do I think this person's wrong? He had to make that decision, right? You can imagine, you know, what happened next. Mayor, he laughed and he stormed out of the theater and Walt stood there in embarrassment. By the way, has anyone ever laughed at your dream? Has anyone ever dismissed your life's message? If so, you're not alone. In fact, if you're listening right now, I want you to know you're in the right place. This is the right podcast, the right book, the right series for you to be listening to. So what did Walt do in this situation? We know, luckily for all of us, he decided to move forward anyway. Instead of giving up or allowing one person's opinion to carry too much weight, Walt persisted. Within days, he secured a meeting with a small but growing studio named Columbia Pictures. We've heard of that, right? Frank Capra, Columbia's leading director, agreed to meet with Walt. But honestly, he was unenthusiastic about the meeting from the start. He was even less enthused at his first impression of Walt. In fact, he described him in the book as scrawny, nondescript, hungry-looking young man wearing two days growth of beard and a slouch cap. But once the cartoon hit the screen, everything changed. Capra was so impressed with the cartoon that he insisted Harry Cohen, the head of Columbia Pictures, view it immediately. Walt signed a contract that day to produce a new cartoon every single month for Columbia Pictures. Isn't that amazing? That is what kept Walt Disney's dream alive. If we're going to keep the dream alive, we need more than just a cool story. It's a cool story, but I want to apply this to you. There are three lessons here that I want to leave you with in this episode. Three lessons to help you keep the dream alive when you are discouraged. Number one, recognize that not everyone will understand your message. Some of the most significant accomplishments has happened in this world was once an impossibility to many people. Still, there were few who believed in the dream. They believed a man could walk on the moon. They believed it was possible to hold a device in one's hand and talk with someone around the world. They believed in the seemingly impossible. Don't let one person's opinion shut down your dream. Not everybody's going to understand it. That's okay. It's your job, my friend, to believe in your message, even when others don't. What if Disney had given up that day? What if he had allowed one person's opinion to become his reality? There'd be no Mickey Mouse, there'd be no Disneyland, and there would be no Walt Disney World. Think about how much joy so many people would have missed out on. 
Negative feedback, my friend, should not be a reason to pack it up and go home. You're going to have to believe in your message when others don't. Number two, here's the second lesson. Surround yourself with others who believe in your message. Now, the cool part of this Walt Disney story is it wasn't just Walt. He had message carriers with him. This is what I call it, like dream carriers, message carriers, people that were carrying him. Walt Disney had his brother, Roy. Now, Roy's talent was in the number side of the business. Work, he worked on financing the dream while Walt focused on the creative side. There were also Disney employees who caught the envision. It was amazing to me when I read the book that there were animators who worked for Walt without pay because they believed in the dream so much. They worked nights and weekends to get the cartoon done from that original contract because Walt had inspired them. They had a mission. They had a message to get out in the world. And they knew all this hard work would eventually pay off for them. So you're going to need message carriers in your life. Who does believe in your dream? Who are you surrounding yourself? What community are you around? You need to get yourself plugged into a supportive community. Number three, last lesson, focus on those waiting for your dream to become a reality. So what gets us through the valley when our message takes a direct hit from others? It's remembering what and who we're doing this for. Your message survives when you focus on those waiting for your dreams to become a reality. Now, we're really going to dig into this idea and this thought in the next episode, but I just want to land it here. There are people waiting for you to pursue your life's message. They need your advice, not other people's advice. They need your perspective, not other people's perspective. They need your solution and they need your product. And whether you have what's needed to change someone's day or you have what's needed to change someone's life, it's important for you to make your dream a reality. They are waiting for you. And there's a dream, my friend, only you can fulfill. That is why your message matters. All right. So are you enjoying this series? I hope you are. And if you don't have a copy of the book, make sure you go get a copy. You can get a free copy sent to you by going to Your Message Matters book. YourMessageMattersBook.com. All I ask is you pay $4.95 to cover the shipping and we'll get you a copy so you can follow along and use it as a textbook as we continue this book club series. In the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about the concept of present courage. This is a powerful concept when you understand what it is. And once you understand this, it's going to help you to step out even if you feel lack of confidence, you're not very courageous, you're really going to understand this and it's going to help you. It's foundational in your journey, my friend. So with that, if you're enjoying this, will you take a moment and rate or review our show and also pass it along to somebody who you think might be helped by this series and podcast. So until next time, never forget your message matters.